waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today we have a fabulous guest as usual, and we're going to be talking about our soul. We're going to be talking about what kind of courage our soul has. She has a new book out, or it's been out for a little bit. It's called Soul Courage. Watch What Happens, and it's by Tara Janelle Walsh. And if you're watching me on YouTube, this is what her book looks like. I'm sure we can pick it up on Amazon, but and I've got lots of questions, you guys. And if you I'm going to tell you something. This is a show for everybody. It's not just a show for women or for men. It's for everybody because we all have a soul. And, you know, she's talking about a lot of the stuff that I talk about where we go within and and we look, you know, to find our true authentic self. So this is going to be a fun show. Before I bring her on, let me give you a little information. Tara Janelle Walsh is the founder and spirit behind the Soul Break greeting card company, which I think is really cool. The cards of which are being sold in hundreds of stores worldwide, carrying messages of encouragement and empowerment. She also speaks publicly about a personal development program that she calls Socialize. You get that, guys? Socialize? That increases emotional awareness and inspires others to live soul first, which she believes creates soul connection and has the ability to enrich the world at large. Tara Janelle was raised in Annapolis, Maryland, as she received a bachelor's degree of science in communication from Townsend University in Baltimore, Maryland, and she currently lives in the beautiful hills of Ashland, Oregon with her pug, Sasha. I love it. Welcome to High Road to Humanity today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here. You know, the first thing I want to know is, and I did read your book, but tell the audience a little bit of your story. Like, how did you figure out, you know, that we have to have soul courage? I mean, talk to us. Tell us, tell us your story. Uh, a little bit. It's kind of like going in, you know, but I'll <laughs> try and keep it a snippet. <laughs> okay. Okay. I basically reached my low point in life. Uh, you know, I suppose everyone discusses that when they reach their low point, they get their big aha moment. Well, that actually did happen. It's not just another story. I had an eating disorder and severe depression for years, probably about seven years. And I just hit my low and I was admitted to the hospital. Wow. And it was an experience I will never forget, let me put yeah. it that way, yeah. with trying to keep the details out of it. Yeah. It was just grueling and uh, really put me out of my comfort zone. And right. it stripped me of everything that I used to kind of numb out my feelings, you know? Right. I realized I was using food and the lack of food to just kind of protect myself. Yeah, it's like a control thing, I think. Is that is that you can control um, the food or is it kind of or is it like alcohol where it's like an addiction? That yeah, it felt like an addiction almost. It wasn't really even about the food. It was more just about numbing out what right. I was feeling. I later realized uh, and when I got out of the hospital, you know, they do all kinds of jazz in the hospital and uh, right. you know, to their credit, it was pretty good. But when I got out, that's when the real healing began. That's okay. when I was like Whoa, 
because I had to re-enter the world right. without those things, you know, that I had been using to protect me for seven years. Well, were you spiritual before this happened or did you become spiritual after this happened? Um, I've always been somewhat spiritual. I mean, to the credit of my parents, I have always been somewhat, uh, you know, we were introduced to like ARE and, and all that jazz meditation and things. When we oh, were cool. Reading. Okay. Um, but kind of reading about it and being spiritual and going to, you know, Unity Church or having groups or whatever, that's a lot different than feeling like, oh, I understand. <laughs> you know, when you have that crack and you're just like, I get it. <laughs> that's great so that's you, when you got out of the hospital and they did they give you some tools or did you just kind of start meditating or how did you feel like how did you realize that because here's the thing guys she's going to tell us that we have to feel our feelings isn't that right yes <laughs> yeah actually no let's rewind i'm not going to tell you that you guys that you have to do anything but i will share that my path led me to having to feel my feelings unabashedly with no life vest on, you know, no food on to no um, sleeping for 20 hours or depression or anything, you know, just being, having to be completely sober, if you will, in life and being like, (gasps) so that was my breaking point. And that's what a lot of what I share of like, wow, Mm -hmm. I realized that where the gold was. Mm-hmm. And that's what I encourage others to do because um, I was missing so much of life. And, and then it doesn't stop there. It's not just about feeling your feelings. It's right. about expressing them in some way because we can feel our feelings all the live long day. Right. Be trapped in our body. And, you know, how that is when we suppress our feelings, then right. it creates all kinds of damage, internal right. damage, all right. that. Right. I believe that too. I think um, it affects us physically um, when we don't express ourselves. And I think that's how um, disease manifests. That's my feeling on that one. Um, What do you think? Yeah. 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 And you say in the book, I wrote, I have a lot of notes that I wrote and you said, we are here in physical reality so that we may experience all the daily joys and challenges, elations, anxieties, um, and laughter. You just say that, you know, we're here to experience. And I really believe that too. I think that's really cool that you say that because some people are like, why are we here? And you write that in the book. Who are you? Why are you here? And it's, and it's to experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that I came to the conclusion of, you know, after I hit my low and I came out and I started feeling again, I was cracked wide open Mm -hmm. for the first time in seven years. It took me to a place of deeper contemplation about what's it all about, Alfie? I know. I read that in your book. I started laughing because I like that song. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, so it takes, it took me to that place that made me question some of the biggest things in life. Like, who am I really? Right. Who am I? Because I know I'm not this. Right. There's got to be more life than, than all this, you know, and why am I here? So, well, yeah. And you talk about, I like this in the book, you talk about, you say, feel, express and connect. And I'm all about connection because I really feel like we have become so disconnected as a society um, that we, we don't share our feelings. We, we text each other. We don't call. We text. Right. 
Isn't that mm-hmm. terrible? See, I think that's terrible. Am I the only one? <laughs> I'm like, no. hey, pick up the phone and call someone. It's like we've gotten to the point where we don't want to feel or we don't want to express and we don't want to connect. Do you, do you see right. that as well? Oh, absolutely. Big time. It's, yeah. I, I agree in the same way I call my friends. And when I call people that aren't real close, close, they're like, oh, my God, you're calling me. It's, yeah. you know, it's like this revelation. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think that, well, I go out to my husband and I will go out to dinner and I will see couples and they'll both be sitting there with their phones, yeah. looking at their phones and they're not looking at each other. So how do we become more connected? I mean, I know put down the phones and start to express the feelings. Can you address that a little or what do you think? Well, I mean, that was my, oh, that's the overall deal of the book, you know. I mean, I go into lots of layers and details around it, but yeah. um, the more aware we are of our surroundings, of who we are, why we're even here on this physical earth, mm-hmm. um, the more we aware we are of who we are internally, mm-hmm. not just outside world, but the inside world. This right. is and then we begin to identify our feelings. Um, then we allow ourselves to feel. Then we express them in some way. It doesn't have to even be a verbal expression to another person. But okay. even if we're completely alone, we don't deny our self-expression. You know, we, we say hallelujah or, or we cry or we do whatever what we get it out. And that is where the connection is. Right. Those two things, whether we're feeling and expression, expressing to another person, to ourself, or to the God of our choice, you know, mm-hmm. we are deeply connected, I truly feel, than we were before that, prior to that. Yeah. Well, in meditation, did you start meditating? Or have you always meditated? Or what do you, how do you feel? Meditation, actually, I go in and out of. Okay. Uh, people do that. Isn't that what meditation is? <laughs> but I was taught at a very young age, and we actually did that at the hospital slightly. Of course, nice. it's never like a true meditation. But nice. and um, I did that when I got out of my healing process. But it's interesting to watch how meditation changes yeah. as we change, as our as we evolve and we get more conscious about things. So um, it kind of feels like I never really meditated until the latter half of my life. Right. You no, know, I kind of started. I I did what I did. I guess it was my form of meditation at the time. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No. And I always feel that too. I feel like um, the more I meditate, the more I connect with the divine. And um, it's hard because, you know, you get busy in your life and you don't take the time. And you talk about that, um, going to a quiet place and just, you know, getting with your own thoughts and, and, you know, feeling your feelings um, like you were just talking about yourself. And even if you don't express it to somebody else, but to if you're angry or if you're happy. Um, one thing that really hit me when you were talking in the book is you said something about, um, you know, something great happens. And then we call someone and we expect this response. And this really hit home because I was like, yes. And then the person doesn't respond like we think they're going to. And then we've let them crush, you know, crush our joy. And that really, I thought about that. I thought, you know what, maybe it's better if you just feel your joy first and then, (laughs) yeah, is that right? 
And yeah. then tells other people. I mean, that really, that was like one of the aha moments in your book for me. Because I was, I'm one of these people who's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to call. And you're exactly right. Nobody can be ex as excited for you. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, what? I only got, you know, 10 likes or 20 likes. And you're like, doesn't anyone know how exciting this is? Or yes. Or how wonderful. Yes. And that's, yeah, that, that was really cool because, um, your book was a lot of common sense. So guys, this is a really cool one because it's a, it's not really that long, but she goes through it step by step and you, you give little exercises at the end of each chapter, which I thought was really nice um, for people to do, to participate. But listen, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. Um, you guys, we're here today with Tara Janelle Walsh. Her book is called Soul Courage. Watch what happens. So when you have courage in your soul, watch what happens. This is Nancy Yearout on High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. We're back from our break. We're here with Tara Janelle Walsh. She's talking about soul courage. Um, you know, there were so many things I wrote down. I have so many questions for you. Um, one thing that I love too, God, this was so awesome because you say expression. If we don't release our feelings to expression, and we were just talking about that, the energy of those feelings will remain trapped in our body. And we were just saying that. Yeah. But the cool thing that I really liked that, that I really hit home that made sense is when we release our emotions in movies. Yeah. Can yeah. you talk about that? <clears throat> well, I give that as an example. <clears throat> it's a good example. Yeah, really, it is because yeah. everyone loves to go to movies, and they yeah. love the movies. They primarily think that it's because of the action or or, or the you know the the cinema aspect of it. But right. my thought is that movies give us an opportunity to really 
feel, you know, like laugh like crazily at an, a comedy or like scream when we, you know, see a scary movie or cry when something happens in a drama. And right. it's just something uh, that has given people permission to everyone to feel. No one's going to look at you like you're crazy if you're laughing or you're crying right. in a sad movie. That's yeah. what it's all about. And so that then becomes one of the exercises to be more conscious the next time that you're watching any movie and see how you just automatically allow yourself to feel and then to try and bring that into your daily life. Well, it's the allowing yourself because yeah. a lot of times we don't allow ourselves in, in, everyday life to feel we allow ourselves at the movies because it's accepted by other people but we feel like we can't express our feelings because maybe somebody will judge us or look at us differently but when we don't we're hurting ourselves right uh, not only we are hurting ourselves actually I talk about energy matching one of yes. the things we reasons uh, one of the things that we do that I have found is we're, we don't want to come out and completely express our feelings for fear that, like you said, we'll be judged. Mm -hmm. So we approval of others. And what we end up doing without even knowing it is match their energy. So if no one else is crying or like if we're in a situation and we feel something, we look upon, you know, the, the mass or the person that we're with and right. we just kind of shut down. We kind of chameleon into the way they're being, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. allowing our true expression to come out and in the face of the opposite gotcha. because we seek their approval. Right. So, no, that's, I, I think that's sad. I, and it's true. We do do that. You know, I'm into energy too. Um, my book is called wake up. The universe is speaking to you and it's all about energy. Um, and so when you talk about energy in here, I thought that was really cool because you get it. You're like, yeah. Oh, cause it's not just, and what I've learned over time, and I'll just say this, and if you listen to my show, you probably heard me say it, guys, that um, your feelings have energy, your thoughts have energy, and your words have energy. And that's what goes out into the universe, and that's what creates our reality. And I think you probably discovered that as you were going through this, yes? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's once you go within, you start to realize all this stuff. <laughs> You know, you say emotions come alive through acceptance of them and the acknowledgement through intentional expression. That was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's one thing to just, uh, a lot of people react and they think, well, I'm expressing myself. You know, they just have a reaction to something. Someone will say something and say, well, that's not fair. Or they'll snap or the, and then the other person will go, whoa. And then they'll say, I'm just expressing myself. That's a little bit spiritual manipulation, quite frankly, in my book. I mean, gotcha. not in book, but in my mind, you know. Right, right. Reaction is not, it, it's just more of a, I talk about the default, something that I call our default. And what it is, is a place where we've had all kinds of different experiences. And then we, it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction place that we go to, to express our feelings. We used recycled feelings a lot of times without even knowing it. Right, so right. Habit. Triggers us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we'll just automatically go, well, instead of actually genuinely feeling in that moment, huh, you know what, maybe it doesn't bother me this time and having there a response. Go. 
There you go. I like that. You also say have a friendship with yourself, which I believe is really important. Looking out for our own best interests. And gosh, I'm really um, one of those people. I'm always looking out for everybody else. And it's hard. I have to consciously think about taking care of myself. Um, Do you have that too? Or is that just part of being, uh, you know, who we are? Uh, I have that, but less and less and less. I mean, I even, you know, I catch myself. I'd say, you know, I'm obviously human. You know, I do catch myself going, come on. But then I immediately protect myself. It's like uh, at the risk of sounding schizophrenic. No, no, no. I understand. Your mind immediately goes, hey, ease up, kid. You know, you did the best you can, you could. And, you know, keep trying or whatever. It's just, uh, it's there and it. It's less and less the other side. So, you were talking about the body before, and we were talking about when you don't express your feelings, how it affects us, you know, physically because we are made of energy. It affects our body's health. And, um, but what I thought was interesting that you say the body is a feeling detector, which I have always thought that. And mm-hmm. when you're having uh, something happen physically, it's connected to an emotion. Yep. Always. It's like a decoder. It's something, it's a tool that we all have on hand readily. Mm -hmm. And that's part of awareness. I think, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. becoming more aware of who who you are and your body, mind, and spirit and how your body uh, reacts and couples with your emotions. And the more aware you become of, oh my God, I've got a, you know, my stomach is tied in knots. Then the more aware you are of, hmm, I must be feeling this way. Right. No, and then it just allows you to create fuller awareness around the whole process. So what you say is, and I want to understand this so that and I want the audience to understand it. Instead of so if you're upset with somebody, you don't want to yell at them, but you want to express your feelings and you can express it and get it out without being, you know, uh, mean or rude. But when you do that, it releases that negative energy that you're that's pent up in your body so that it out into the universe so that you're more balanced. Is that proper? Um, I, first off, it's not just about when you're upset with someone, you know, well, I was given that as an example, oh, but yes. Oh. Okay. Or if you're in love with somebody, you express that loving feeling and you get it out and that helps to balance our body. Is that what you're saying? Or anything. Even if you see a stranger and you're like, God, you look great today. Instead right. of keeping thoughts to ourselves, like right. let, it, let it out. And, you know, as, as back to your example, if you're you know, upset with something, someone, right. what I realized, and this is interesting, is that you said it, uh, it releases pent up negative energy. Right. I realized that when you don't express it's the feelings that you suppress mm-hmm. feel like negative energy. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start expressing with love, you realize they're not negative energy. It's just energy that's been cooped up. And it's like almost like if you could visualize, uh, you know, little kids going, let me out of here, you know, banging at the, you know. Right. Not, not, right. you know but the moment you go, go ahead and play, you know, the door's open to the little pops of the kids or whatever. They just, they're running out with glee, you know, they're not uh, angry now and biting and barking and so forth. So with- maybe it's a freeing. Is that what you're saying? More of a freeing. <laughs> Freeing. That's the whole process of soul purge. It just, there's such a freedom to it that when you, not to say that if you're upset with someone, it's going to be like all like shiny love and roses, like suddenly if you express yourself, right. but it comes out in a loving way. It's just really you sharing your thoughts. Right. When the other person sees you loving, you share your thoughts, then 
more often than not, they're not defensive. More and they switch. Yeah. Right. They energy yeah. match, right? Right. So, um, and then they sit back and they listen and then they come out and they share from their heart and it becomes this like, wow, experience. I'm so glad that this is not some negative energy harvested inside of me, creating another story. <laughs> right. And I like this because we get into a pattern and you talk about that. Um, living your life by default, you're, you're, you, you say that, you know, you keep doing this over and over, but then when you stop and pay attention to your feelings, then you can change how you feel. And, and when you're more compassionate, I like what you said. It's true. When you change it up and be more compassionate, it changes everything. Yep. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. So you did a little um, experiment. You talked about, um, and this is a little bit later in my notes, but you talked about going to, and I do this too, just so you know, if somebody looks really good, I tell them because I think it makes their day. And, you know, if they look really good, everybody's always afraid to say anything. So, you know, and I'll be the one in the grocery store to say something or the one, but I liked how you did the experiment at the, for the sales clerk. Um, Can you talk about that? Well, when I first discovered the whole feel, express, connect, which I later call the sacred formula because it's so simple, but yet so good. Right. Um, I thought, wow, man, I, I thought I really stumbled onto something. I was like, what? Could it be this easy? Always mm-hmm. feel and then express and then that's where the connection is. So I, but then of course, you know how the mind chimes in that other side of the mind. That's not always our friend that we were just right. talking about. Right. And it's, it's questioning me. It's like saying, oh, you're right. This ain't, you don't have anything. Well, let me see. Let's, let's see if you can try that out. So I decided to kind of test my theory, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I tried out what I felt was really moving into an expanded version of feeling my feelings and expressing it and seeing if, in fact, there was a deeper connection. I tried it out first with my mother. And then yeah. I t- can you tell, well, can you tell that story? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was driving. I remember I, you know, my mom has since passed. So oh, I'm, God bless. Right. Not to get emotional, but um, I would visit her all the time. And I went over for a coffee one day and on my way there, instead of just burning rubber down the road, <clears throat> I was consciously thinking, Oh, let's give this theory a try. <clears throat> and so when I got there, I, you know, it was just regular me. It wasn't like I was acting or anything. I was just more conscious of holding that uh, idea of feel, express, connect. And we got to talking and we're having coffee and she just started sharing her feelings around something. She actually had just discovered that she had gotten cancer and she was sharing all these deep feelings. And instead of me reacting, coming from my default place and being scared and um, kind of like, shutting her down in a yeah. room. Right. I did was I just held space for her. Imagine that. And I just went into feeling what she was feeling and I allowed her to feel. And then I expressed myself from the deepest, most loving place. And it was like, you would thought that I had like sprinkled my mom with like fairy dust. She was How like, funny. Oh. she started crying and, you know, we hugged and it was just like really incredible. She f- said, thank you so much for listening to me, honey. And for, you know, being well, so- and she felt the shift in your energy and how you were responding that you were really paying attention and you were caring about her feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, you guys, we're getting ready to go to another commercial break. I'm here today with Tara Janelle Walsh. We are reading or she has a wonderful book and you need to read it. It's called Soul Courage. And it's 
letting your feelings, you know, feeling your feelings. We're going to talk more about this um, when we come right back. This is Nancy Earl, and this is High Road to Humanity. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Yearout, and we are back today. We're talking about soul courage. And you know what? I, Tara, I love the stories that you tell. Um, you, you tell the one about um, how you did your experiment with the, um, with the salesperson at the store, because I thought that was interesting. You started to talk about that, and then you told about your mom. But tell about how you did that experience, that experiment. After I experimented with my mom and a friend, of course, my mind said, yeah, whatever. Obviously, you're going to have that feeling. Those are people that love you. Yeah. Try this out. Go in cold, baby. So that's when I decided, <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a, a try in the real world out there with no one that knows me at all. And I went into Target and uh, I just carried myself differently. Now, this is just automatically who I am, but we're talking like 20 years ago or whenever it was, 1997. And, um, you know, I just kind of looked around and looked at people and acknowledged them, you know, obvious stuff to us now. Right. And started speaking to strangers and had a delightful experience throughout my whole trip around the store and then ended with uh, having an, ex an encounter with the sales clerk. The sales clerk at the time was going through um, some, some deep, painful stuff. Uh, oh, wow. And yeah. instead of me just shuffling through my wallet and paying and either not acknowledging or saying, how are you? And then just continuing to press my, you know, number on the, actually mm -hmm. didn't have the pad back then. But instead of just going through the regular transaction with no consciousness, I saw this, I felt this, I could tell that she was upset. And I asked her, how are you doing today? Stephanie, I even called her by her name. Right. Um, and uh, she felt seen instantly, I think. And then she started kind of sharing a little bit. She said, I'm having a rough day. And, you know, there were people in line and I think she was a little self-conscious of it. But the fact that I was holding space for her and really present with her and I, you know, was just not rushing her along and said, oh, gosh, 
I hope you're okay and so forth. She just opened up, let me know that she had broken up with her boyfriend and her right. eyes got all watery. And there's really uh-huh. not much you can do when you have just that, that you know, four minute, you know, engagement with someone and there are people behind you, right? And she's yeah. a complete stranger. But I did all that I could do in the moment, in slight of giving her my number and saying, I'm here for you. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I just touched her on the, on the arm gently and, and reminded her that, you know, she wasn't alone, non-verbally reminded her just by being there and present and, and listening. And there was a connection made. You know, we left and she waved and it just, I felt better leaving that day. And I was like, God, this this works. This yeah. feeling of connecting. This is, this is real stuff. Well, that's when you probably decided to write the book, yes, because you wanted everybody to know how this worked and how to do it. Have you had a lot of people, what's been the response over, the, over time since the book has come out and people have read it? Uh, people, you know what? It's mixed. Some people are, I didn't realize still, even to this day, that a lot of people are still so very closed down yeah. and scared to allow that side of themselves to crack open. So a lot of people um, call me, sometimes I do some private coaching or come to me, you know, at a book signing or whatever and say, I don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. How do I start? And they- do you think the ego gets us to, do you think that's what it is? They're so attached to the ego that they can't go within and let that wall down. Is that part of it? One of the reasons, I think that's one of the reasons. I also think that we're just in this day and age, we're kind of raised to be scared or to fear vulnerability. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of told and taught, you know, keep that part to yourself or, you know, keep that at home, if you will, to just family and, and your, you know, your other significant yeah. others. So uh, don't show that. Don't reveal yourself at that level. Is what well, yeah. And you know, it's kind of, when you're talking about this and you were talking about the clerk and I do the same thing as you, because that's just who I am. I naturally talk to everybody and see how they're doing. And I'm intuitive. And I think the more you do this, the more intuitive you get. So you pick up on other people's energy and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but there are times where um, I have approached uh, little kids with their mom because I love kids and I have grandkids now. And, you know, I'll say, Oh, you know, she's so cute or he's so cute. And they're real standoffish. And it used to be that I could go up to a mom and see the little kid and talk, and and that was cool. But it seems like in about, I don't know if it's the last 10 years or so, that when you do that, people look at you like you're nuts. Yeah, a lot of times that happens. (laughs) But that's their stuff. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm like a really cool person. But yeah, I, but you, you were talking about the standoffish part. It's we've become a society, I guess that's my point, um, that's more standoffish. Because I can remember being little and grandma and grandpa and everybody always talked to everybody. But it's not like that anymore. It ain't like that anymore. And you know what? I play a little game with myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. like, I play a little game when someone's really holding tight like that and then yeah and i mean not game that kind of sounds weird or mean but like a little thing inside we're like i'm gonna crack them i'm gonna get their heart open yeah. and I, you've got two minutes go you know what i mean yeah a little time with strangers especially well it's a challenge to get there but it's hard to get people to open their hearts and that's that's really the i want to say part of this a real part of this is opening your heart we all seem to protect our hearts don't you yeah. agree with that Absolutely. We're also afraid of being hurt. 
We are, but we don't realize how much alike we all are. And it's like we can all say, oh, we're all alike. We're all hurt, we're all in pain. Or we can, you know, take our cloak off, if you will, as I say, yeah. the invisible cloak of protection that, you know, most of us wear 24-7 and then go, wow, we're really all alike. Check this out. And it's like mm -hmm. almost as if what would happen is if uh, we all met up in the afterlife, you know, it's like when we have no bodies or no, you know, no voice or anything, we just have energy and we're like, this is my vision of how it is on the afterlife. Everyone's just like, we all get each other. We're all energy. This, we're all, we, it all makes sense to us. Mm -hmm. But there is a way to do that, I believe, here. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think the more people like you um, and the people, you know, that get out and write these books and talk about these things and talk to people about opening your heart and feeling with your heart and talking about your feelings, that is okay. And that it's not weird or ooey gooey or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think connecting and, th and that's what I'm really into too, is connecting with other people because we all are um, connected. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're all, and, and you know, here's the thing I think, we're all on a different path. We're all down here to experience. Now, do you feel this way? I feel like we're all here to feel, to experience, because when we're in the state that you were just talking about, when, when we're, say we're up in a different realm, we're in, and we're energy, but we're not our physical, we can't uh, feel, but we come down here, this is what I think, you know, we come down here to feel, Right. That's exactly what I think. Yeah, that's part of the, the yeah. sort of experience to come into physical form, you know. Oh, wow, I get to feel all the stuff that I've known about. But didn't know what it was really like. Right. I think so that too. It's, it's so great to, even when I'm sad and, you know, I still get sad or frustrated or disappointed, I don't curse it like I used to when I was younger, you know. I don't, I don't make it wrong like I used to. I just sometimes roll in it. I enjoy it, 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 the expression of it. You know, right. Level, you know. Well, you, yeah, no, you talk about that in the book. You talk about when you were little and how your mom would say, go to, go to your room if you mm -hmm. got upset and talk about that a little bit, if you will, for people. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I was yeah. just saying that's when I discovered, you know, my mom would say, you've got 20 minutes to feel sorry for yourself. And then you got to come back down and <laughs> join the world again. It sounds like she was horrible, but really there was a gift in, in there and that I went up to my room and I actually was completely alone with my feelings. You know, okay. I cry for a little bit. And until you get so exhausted from crying that you're like, <sighs> yeah. And yeah. then you start just feeling. And then, you know, I'm a writer, so I was, I was always a writer. I was writing poems and diaries and so forth, even when I was just a kid. And I would, uh, forgive my computer, but, you know, then I would, I would start writing about my feelings, you know. Okay. And, and you, yeah. you say to do that in the book. You tell us to, to write a journal. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I'd say that that's a normal part of, uh, you know, the beginning of expressing yourself. You know? okay. When we feel our feelings, sometimes, especially so if we're alone, we don't know how to express it. We feel foolish, possibly, even coming out loud and going, woohoo! Like if we're excited or um, you can only cry so much until you're drained and you fall asleep, you know? So what's the next step? It, getting it out, getting it out, you know, getting it out either with pen and paper or getting out by taking a walk and literally just energetically releasing it, you know, mm -hmm. to 
nature to the universe right and um feeling everything in return in this cycle of of it all right uh, but releasing it so now do you clear your energy fields are you one of those because i do that do you use sage or do you use um salt to in your tub to clear your energy fields i do all that yes oh cool okay all right (laughs) that's awesome and you know what i mean i do the whole scanning do you yeah, with your yeah. chakras and everything? Yeah, just kind of scanning. Yeah, yeah. And so forth, right? Awesome, awesome. Well, that's really important, and I'll throw that out there to clear your chakras every day. Um, you know, I consciously do it every day. And I'm into crystals as well. I always use selenite. This is selenite if you're watching me on um, YouTube. And um, do you use selenite as well to clear? I have so many crystals in this house. Oh, my gosh. See? <laughs> 75. They're everywhere. I found a wholesale crystal guy here in Ashland, working, and I since have him on my phone. I just text him. I say, what do you got this month? You know, so awesome. It's quite easy for me to surround myself with a higher vibration. With a higher vibration. And you guys, the reason we're talking about crystals and the reason I bring this up, selenite, is um, it actually, and you can feel it uh, when you put this like down your arm or wherever. I do it all. I do a whole thing on my body you can actually feel the energy coming off and i always hit it down on the floor to ground it out but crystals all different crystals all different types of rocks i'm a rock girl i love rocks you can probably see the rocks behind me um but i believe they all carry a little bit of energy and it helps us don't you agree oh absolutely absolutely i think (laughs) it helps like i i think it like balances us Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, they all have different attributes, obviously, but all in all. Well, listen, we're getting ready to go to our uh, to a break. And when we come back, I want you to talk to us um, because I want to know, and this isn't about your book. This is about your greeting cards. I want to know about your greeting cards. Can we talk about that in the last segment? Would that be cool? Absolutely. Yeah. That all like- right. Okay, you guys, we are here today with Tara Janelle Walsh. Her book is called Soul Courage. And she also does some really cool um, cards, which I think is re- greeting cards, which I think is really awesome. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. This is Nancy Earle. You're listening to High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with the High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. 
the universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and we're back today with Tara Janelle Walsh. Tara, what you got to tell us? You, you were going to tell me something. <laughs> on my catalog, I have a little. Oh, what? Oh, what is Soulbrate? Okay, is that, this is your company for your oh, cards. Yeah. It's called Soulbrate, like celebrate Soul- your soul. But it's Soulbrate. Okay, tell us about this. So um, I write and design greeting cards that um, actually it all started back way back then. You know, I started when I was journaling. Okay. I would start journaling to myself things that I wanted to hear. Okay. And then I started, I used to make cards the old fashioned way by like gluing ribbon on them and, you know. Oh, that's cool though. <laughs> right. And then I started putting some of the things that I actually wrote in my personal journals and used them for other people because I thought, well, geez, if I wanted to hear this when I was in my time of turmoil, why wouldn't someone else or joyful time or so forth? And my family began to love my cards. I called them a Tara card. And whenever I would get a store-bought card, card, they'd be like, what? What? Oh, Anyway, long story short, I ended up just creating my own darn greeting card company and it's called Soulabrate. I love it like celebrate your soul. And I sell them throughout the States um, at all kinds of different shops. And there's cool. a couple of the images. They're all oh kinds. Oh my God. They're awesome. Loving things going on there. Yes. <laughs> now, are you online? Cause I think maybe I see you online. Do you do online cards too or no? Uh, I mean, uh, I am online and you okay. can buy them. Online. How do we find you? How do we find you? Soulcourage.com. Okay. Okay. Or you or you, you know, usually if you just type my name in. I'll pop okay. Up. You guys, and it's Tara, T-A-R-A, Janelle, J-E-N-E-L-L-E, Walsh, W-A-L. W-A-L-S-C-H. And so if you type in her name or if you type in Soul Courage, you'll find her and um, they'll be able to purchase your cards. I like your website. I did check out your website. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually Tara Janelle Walsh. Okay. 
you know, everyone. All right. Oh, okay. I see. I see Tara and you say Tara. Okay. Tomato, tomato. I see. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tara. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So is, how long have you been doing the cards? I've been doing the cards since, uh, what, 2004? Oh, wow. So is that what you primarily do now? Um, you know what? It's shifted. Uh, you know, greeting cards, paper greeting cards are not as in demand as they used to be. Used and that's to be like sad. It's very sad. That's sad because <laughs> I buy cards. I'm a card girl. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, a lot has switched. And, uh, you know, I began writing and I, you know, when I wrote my book, I paid more, put more energy into that. And then I started doing some speaking. And so I still do the cards. Yes, I love my cards. I love Solibrate. It's like my baby. Um, But it's not, it's not as fluent as it used to be. It's not, you know, people aren't reaching for a card every second, sadly, but um, they're there if people still want to connect and reach out and communicate. The old-fashioned way. I like that. I like that. I still buy cards. I'm big on cards. I'm big on notes. I am very old-fashioned in that respect. I don't like... I I hate to text. I only text if I have to. But um, I'm like you. I... It's just writing the note, just the energy it takes. Here's what I think about the cards, you guys. It's the energy and the time that you take to pick out a card to say what you want to say, right? And then to physically write it down and get, it's that energy, you know, that's what makes the difference. I hate, and I'm sorry, I'm going to throw this out there. I hate when somebody gives me a card and it comes into my email. I want a real card because it mm-hmm. me, it it's like a book, right. you know? The handwriting. Yes, the it's hand- the energy. Handwriting and you can just yeah. see it. They're yeah. and they're loved so much more, right? Yeah. And then you put that in the mail and you're like, oh, I got a card. I know. And I still sent, I'm just so you know, I sent my grandkids cards. It was Valentine's and I sent them all cards. I mean, and they're little. One's five, one's like seven, one's like 11 or whatever. But they like the cards. And the cutest thing was the five-year-old, his name is Bennett. I sent a card and then I sent a heart box with little Reese's in there. He didn't care about the Reese's. He oh. cared about the card. Oh. Now, isn't that cool? So you guys get out there and buy the cards. Cause, um, so where do we find these everywhere? Do we find them at Walmart? Do we find them at Target? Where do we find your cards? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> if anyone out there is a rep, give me a ring. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I, um, bookstores or, um, new age gift stores. A lot of those have them. Um, okay, cool. Or any kind of uh, bookstore that's uh, a little bit more alternative, right? Um, and once again, I have free shipping online. So oh my god! Them on my website on soulcourage.com. Just look under Soulibrate greeting cards. Okay. And now you don't have to pay shipping, so you're paying the same price. You're probably paying even less than the store's charge. So okay, cool, cool. I, I want to talk a little bit before we get out of here about gratitude. Um, you know, and everybody says this, but I really like that you address it too in your book, you know, and you say, talk to us about gratitude. You always say, write it down. I've always done that. I read in your book, it reminded me again to write what I'm grateful for. Can you talk about gratitude a little bit? Um, Gratitude is what you're saying. It's like everyone talks about it, but yet, even though it's so talked about, people go, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm grateful, you Mm -hmm. know, but But they're not. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a difference between just saying you're grateful and 
practicing gratitude, like really moving into it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I catch myself when I get pouty about things or things aren't going my way, you know, like, gosh, why didn't, why am I not getting as many card orders? I'll just use an example or whatever, anything. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm like rats, then I just stop. And I do what I call a a visual uh, visit. And I just, wherever I am, whether I'm at my home, I'm out and about, wherever I am, I just look down at my hands. I remember, you know, what what body I'm in. And and I I look at my legs. I've got two hands, two legs. I look around at my surroundings. Whether it's my home and it's my things, I appreciate them with Mm -hmm. brand new eyes. Like, hold on a minute. Stop. Mm-hmm. You need to be grateful. Look at all that you have. You've you got a roof over your head. You've got two hands, two legs. You've got nature around you. You've got friends and family. I, I just visually revisit things. And mm-hmm. it just always opens my heart up into a place of, yeah, everything's okay. Everything's going to be great. Right. It's the attitude. Feels so, yeah, it shifts me, you know? Yeah. Well, and I always... I always think it's such a gift. Um, I think we forget sometimes, but when you do this work, you start to remember or you realize that it is a gift to be here, to yes. experience. Yes. We can get so caught up in stuff. I know. And then we forget it, it's a gift to be here. We're allowed to experience, like you were just saying, you know, you look and realize you're in a body and you can experience and you're healthy, you know, and, and I always say that, you know, I'm grateful for my health. And I think, do you, are you into affirmations? Because I think the more you say positive affirmations, like, thank you for my healthy body, it creates that. Yes. Right. I am, and I'm also into, um, oh, this may sound weird, it, it just kind of like how you, when you do an affirmation, you're basically talking out loud, which you said about five minutes ago is, and the words are such a declaration, mm-hmm. an energetic declaration of things that create out there in the world and vibrate out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sometimes don't even have like kind of panned affirmations. I just talk out loud. When I'm putting my makeup on, I just like my own best friend, not to sound weird. You know, no, 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 it's good. You got this, you know who you are. Like I'm just my best friend. And I, because it's hearing my own voice say things, whether it's a, you know, canned affirmation or whether it's just me feeling and expressing to myself and reminding myself, you know, whatever it is that I need to be reminded of. Yeah. Um, something powerful happens when I hear my own voice say it. Well, it's positive self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's positive self-talk. Well, and that's the thing. And I, I realized this a few years ago, I was, you know, when you're a mom and you've got kids and you're, you're married, you're always thinking about everybody else. And then it's like, wait a minute, what about me? And I realized at one point that I wasn't being a good friend to myself. I was being great to everybody else, but yeah. sometimes we forget ourselves. And I like that you, that you do that. I think that's really good. Um, you know, Louise Hay always said, look into the mirror. And if you can look into your eyes and say you love yourself, I'm sure you've heard that before. Oh, well, that's what I was saying, especially yeah. in the mirror. That's what that reminds me of when you say that. Yep. I look right at myself and I say, I love you. You got this or whatever I say, goofy things, you know, but it yeah. just, when you see your own eyes looking right back at you, it's like mm-hmm. you past this, you don't even see your nose, or your hair, or your body. You know? The windows to the soul. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you came here to see us today on the high road. You guys, this is a really good book. Thanks for coming to to visit with me. Thank you for having me. You're good. Well, thank you. And I, you know, this is something you guys, everybody share this. I mean, share this, um, 
video, share this show if you're listening to me on a podcast today, because um, soul courage is something that we should all um, learn to have because we're all here to learn. And gosh, if we could just get rid of the fear, this really, any, any, um, I don't know, words of wisdom to leave us with as far as, yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say on that note, um, this is the great thing about soul courage. We all already have it. All of us have it. And yeah. all of us have soul courage because all of us are a soul. And the right. soul encompasses all of life. So we have soul courage, but there's a difference between having courage and being courageous. Right. Having courage is like having, is, is like courage is in hibernation. It's just there. Being courageous is when we activate it. And the the ways that I describe my book, Feel, Express, Connect, and the many other details that I give are ideas on how to activate that soul courage. So it's not like, oh gosh, I got to learn something. I have to learn how to find soul courage. No, you have it. Now, we just don't use it. That's the thing. That's right. We just don't use it. Wow. And it's a gift because it's, it's our soul. It's, yes. It is, there's so much freedom in it. Just being you, just, you know, being, being your authentic self. And you say that quite a bit in the book is being your authentic self, being who you are. And, and that's really nice because, um, you know, you can, what do they say? Uh, you can walk the walk, but you got to talk the talk. You got to do it. You got to be real. You can't be hypocritical. You actually have to live it. And when you do live your true authentic self and be who you are, it changes things. Yeah. You don't have to, but why not? Right. Well, why not? I mean, who? I always tell my husband, "Who are we trying to impress here?" Because <laughs> in the end, it really doesn't matter, does it? Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> hey, um, Tara, I'm so glad you came to see me today. <laughs> and you guys, if you want to pick up her book, Amazon or where do we find your book? Yes, sure. Amazon.com. Amazon. It's called I sell Soul. Website as well. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry. I sell it on my website as well. Or on her website, and um, that's Tara Janelle Walsh, and it's Soul Courage. Watch what happens. This is Nancy Earl. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Take care. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.